Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Badham. And in this episode, we're going to focus on the role of AI in recruitment. My guest this time is Frida Polly, PhD, CEO and co-founder at Pymetrics, a company on a mission to democratize career search and hiring. She's an award-winning Harvard and MIT neuroscientist turned entrepreneur. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot to learn today. Frida, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. Very excited to be here. Okay, so let, let's start by getting a sense of you. Prior, prior to creating Pymetrics, you, you conducted a pretty pretty impressive amount of uh, neuroscience research and a lot of people imagine that tech entrepreneurs coming from a computer science or otherwise tech-based background would be would be the right way but, but what brought you from neuroscience I- I- into into this space actually what pymetricus does is just an extension of the cognitive science research that we had been doing in the lab um, previously so happy to explain how that transition happened i was looking for a way to use the science that we had developed collectively as a as a global community of neuroscientists, cognitive scientists, and went to business school, applied to business school, said, we've got some wonderful science to commercialize. Uh, please accept me. They said, sure, come on in and give me a fellowship. This was at the business school at Harvard. And during my time at HBS, I saw recruiting because that's what business students do for two years, for the better part of two years. And in that process of watching people recruit is where I realized the value of the science we had been developing for employment decisions. So what I mean by that is when a recruiter is looking to see whether somebody would be a good fit, generally speaking, what's on their resume is not in question, right? People can see a resume, read it easily and say, yes, you have the skills, the hard skills I need, or no, you don't, right? But what they're really not able to determine very easily from that document or other processes is your soft skill fit. So what that means is from a cognitive, social, and emotional aptitude perspective, do you have the right sort of raw stuff for the job, right? And that's what I noticed over and over again. And they were trying to determine soft skills by what I call resume tea leaf reading. So for example, you know, let's see, is this person a team player? Well, did they play sports? Or, you know, is this person, uh, you know, a hard worker? Well, did they have a job in college? And, you know, I understand why they're doing that, but they're better, more direct ways of, of, of capturing that information. So that's really how Pymetrics came to be, was realizing that these soft skills, cognitive, social, and emotional aptitudes were easily under, understood by these, you know, scientific tools we had developed um, and would be hugely valuable in all employment-related decisions. So, so that's essentially the proverbial light bulb that went off for for starting the company that that I run now. In terms of uh, hiring, Frida, how how can artificial intelligence and behavioral science help? So, I would say, Bill, that there are a number of different issues with hiring, right? I mean, let's just start with the fact that hiring is really hard and uh, it'll remain hard even if we have better technology. I don't think it's uh, it's an easy easy proposition. But what we do know is um, are, are a couple of things. So first of all, um, you know, these soft skills that I was mentioning, these cognitive, social, and emotional aptitudes, it's, it's actually quite hard to, you know, determine these um, without some better inputs. And so that's part of how artificial intelligence can help us is we can collect, you know, be, 
data on, you know, um, you know, what's your planning style? What's your risk tolerance? What are all these things that otherwise would be hard to, to understand about you? And we can do that using behavioral science data um, and then merge that with AI. So that's one benefit is that f from a sort of raw human perspective, it, it would be harder to understand those. Secondly, I think an equally important um, is the fact that artificial intelligence designed to be fair can actually do a better job of being fair and having less bias than the human brain. So again, as a cognitive scientist, I can tell you, and there's tons of data to support this, that unfortunately, we are all we all continue to make biased decisions because we have this system in our brain called system one thinking that unfortunately learns from patterns in society and you know, if they see that, you know, in finance, it's more men than women, they will develop a stereotype of what someone who is successful in finance looks like. And unfortunately, that will be associated with being male, not female. And then they will bring those biases to the recruiting process. And again, tremendous amount of evidence to to support this, including the study that they did where they just changed the name on a resume. So they didn't change the actual content of the resume. They just changed John Williams uh, to be Jamal Williams to look at the impact of uh, being African American and Juan something or other to make to, to you know make the person um, Hispanic and what they found was with the exact same data on that resume for every ten interviews John got Jamal got seven and Juan got eight so that means that with the exact same information just knowing someone's race will actually disadvantage someone. And again, it's because the human brain is unfortunately a bit of a flawed system. Artificial intelligence, we can actually train it to say you must pass, you know, 10 uh, African-Americans and 10, and 10 uh, Hispanic uh, candidates for every 10 Caucasian ones, right? And we can do that on purpose and ensure that the artificial intelligence is working that way. So again, with the right design, AI can actually be far more equitable and fair than the human brain. So that's the other way that I think it can make, it can take in different information and therefore make richer decisions, evaluate someone more holistically, and we can ensure that those decisions are not biased by gender, race, socioeconomic status, disability status, and other, other variables that tend to prejudice human decision-making. I get it. It sounds great, Frida, but my question for you is, is how 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 can you create how can you create these algorithms in in such a way that they they don't get influenced yeah. by one's biases you know, there's a big question mark around there and and of i course. hear this a lot within the hr community that they just don't trust the technology yet that it right. is entirely objective so so one word one word question for you how uh, two word answer, emissions testing. So, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So you're familiar with car emissions testing, right? So your car before it can get on the road has to pass emissions. It has to show that it's not emitting more than X amount pollutant, right? That's a, would you agree that people are kind of familiar with that concept? I would 100% agree with you. Perfect. You can do the exact same thing with an algorithm. You can look at the emissions of an algorithm, meaning I can look at an algorithm and say for every 10 Caucasians that pass this algorithm, how many of a different gender or race? It's the same as emissions testing, essentially. And if the if the if the number is uh, something that's far less than for Caucasians, we can we can say with statistical confidence that this algorithm is not fair, that it is biased. And if the number is essentially the same, statistically the same as for in this, you know example, Caucasians, we can say it's fair. Does that make sense? So it's the example I gave you before. If my algorithm is passing 10 African-American and 10 Hispanic candidates for every 10 uh, Caucasian ones, we can say that that's a fair algorithm with respect to race. If it's only passing three African-Americans and five 
uh, Latino or uh, Hispanic ones for every 10 Caucasians, we will say that's unfair. And it's just emissions testing for algorithms. Okay. And you can do that. I mean, the beauty of technology is it leaves a paper trail or a digital trail. You can test that digital trail. And that should then, uh, you know, ensure that folks that are, you know, again, I'm not a car mechanic, nor are you, but I can read a consumer report and say, oh, this car has such emissions testing and we're good to go. The problem is I think we don't have that set up in society now. It's not like you can buy a consumer report and say, oh, Pymetrics, you know, algorithms, emission testing, so to speak, is this and, you know, somebody else is that. That's the missing piece. But the technology is completely able to produce these emissions tests. It's just the fact that we haven't set up a structure to do that. So what, what kind of sample size uh, did you guys come with when, when you took Pymetrics to market? Well, we were in development for a number of years before we ever had a product in market. So, you know, by the time we were in market with an actual product, we had, you know, hundreds of thousands of folks that had that had uh, the, of, of data samples in our system. And I think that that, you know, is, is pretty much I mean, I wouldn't say a requirement, but, you know, you should have a, a good yep. sample size. I've seen vendors, you know, come to market where their sample size is in the hundreds and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> or, you know, even in the thousands, I think is problematic. Tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands. Then I think start. I think you start to get into better, better territory. And then, you know, once you get into production, it's, you know, you get into like sort of the millions. So tens of millions, obviously. We'll be right back after this short commercial. This episode of the HR Chat Show is supported by TalentReef, the only talent management platform purpose-built for location-based, high-volume sourcing, recruiting, and hiring. Learn more at talentreef.com. That's T-A-L-E-N-T-R-E-E-F.com. These, these are good answers because I, I've, I've started off pretty heavy with you, give, giving you the tough questions straight from the bat. Um, and, and you're giving me all the right answers. So basically, if you get a sample size, the, the size of, I don't know, Slovenia, you're, sure. you're good to go. You're, you're good to go to market. Um, <laughs> I don't know well, the exact well, population of Slovenia. I must admit that I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm going to Google it right now. But um, yes, but something like that, I think, let's see, Slovenia population in 2021, uh, 2 million. Yes, absolutely. 2 million. That's wow. Okay. Right. Bigger than I thought. Bigger than I thought. They, they used to have a problem where they only had left-sided soccer players, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are some of the other misconceptions that you get from HR? regarding using artificial intelligence and machine well, learning. In yeah, I mean, look, I don't think that this idea that AI can be biased um, or that one shouldn't trust it is a misconception. I, because again, just to be clear, only if a technology has been designed to be fair, to be designed to be tested for emissions, um, is it? can you actually show that it is fair, right? So I don't think that HR professionals are somehow misinformed <laughs> if they're not trusting artificial intelligence. I think there are a lot of systems out there that were not designed to check for fairness and that quite frankly could very well be, you know, if not, you know, continuing bias, maybe making it more scalable, right? So um, so I definitely think, so I wouldn't say HR professions, you know, have a misconception. What I would say is um, we collectively as vendors, technology vendors need to do a better job of explaining how they can test the technology and then providing evidence that we pass those standards, right? So while I said that emissions testing for algorithms wasn't commonplace, we, Pymetrics, provide that to every um, employer that is looking to use us. And we're in the process of uh, publishing this um, in a peer-reviewed manner. So again, I think it's smart if 
you know, HR event, HR professionals are saying, look, I want to see the data, show me that your algorithms are not biased. And again, I think then it's just understanding that these tests are actually far more um, simple to conduct than people think, because I think one of the misconceptions, let's say, would it would be that, well, the algorithm is so complicated, we can't ever know if it is or isn't biased. That's like saying, well, my goodness, the car engine is so complicated that I can't do emissions testing. That's not a true statement. You can do emissions testing. You're just looking at the output. It doesn't matter how simple or complicated the car engine is, right? It doesn't matter if it's a Tesla or a diesel or whatever. And it's the same with an algorithm. Like you can always test the the output of an algorithm that's that's just a, a fact okay i'm i'm not an expert in algorithms nor car engines i would guess that a car engine is a lot more simple that than, than some of the algorithms are out there I um mean, but that, that's just my, no. my I mean, assumption but but it, i guess all i'm trying to say is it does like think of a rocket ship engine i mean you could do you could do emissions yeah. testing on that the point is it doesn't matter how complicated or simple the the machine is right because i think people fear that because these machines are so complicated we can't look at the output and all i'm trying to tell you is that no matter how complicated an engine is you can look at the emissions the particle emissions and say hey there's too much carbon monoxide right you don't need to know anything about the engine um to to do that test and it's the same you know it's the same with a, an algorithm you don't actually need to know all the complexity of an algorithm to test the the bias emission so to speak um of the output Okay, perfect. Thank you. So, so Pymetrics doesn't replace hiring. It just makes no. it better for, for the companies to hire the right the right people without having totally. the, the biases. Where, yep. where exactly does it fit in in terms sure. of the, the overall hiring yep. stack? Yeah, clients? I mean, look, most of these technologies, not all, but most of these technologies sit, uh, or I shouldn't say most, the ones that I'm most familiar with, the ones that I just mentioned, Pymetrics had concluded, sit at the very top of funnel. So, you know, the problem we're trying to solve, there are multiple problems we're trying to solve, but let's say that, you know, one of the problems we're trying to solve for is, you know, I am big company X, I get a hundred thousand or a million applicants every year. Um, I, my human recruiters cannot possibly go through all those applications. They don't have the time and the uh, time in their workday to scan, you know, visually scan a million resumes or a hundred thousand resumes. So what they do is they'll just look at a subset of those people and, you know, just not get around to the others. And we've all done this. I mean, you've probably done this. I've probably done this. Like, you know, we've all been overwhelmed by by applicants and resumes. What an AI system can do, it's not replacing humans. It's basically saying, I'm going to, you know, go through all of the applications, all of them, not just a, a smaller subset. I'm going to fairly treat everybody and look at all of them. And then I'm going to prioritize the ones that meet the requirements of the job, right? Um, so it's not replacing a human. It's basically A, making the process more equitable because you're looking at everyone rather than ignoring some folks just because you don't have time to get around to them. Um, and then B, it's helping the recruiter prioritize based on, you know, whatever it is that they've you know, decided is important for the job. So I think that it's absolutely not replacing anyone. It's trying to make the process more equitable for candidates and also just um, more manageable for, you know, human recruiters that are typically short-staffed. So Wonderful. We are already coming towards the end of this interview. Uh, I, I'm sure you're devastated to hear that, Frida. I'm, I'm sure you could do this all day. Um, but before we do, before we do uh, wrap up, um, how, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe LinkedIn, maybe email, maybe you're super cool and you're all over TikTok. Um, and also, how can they learn? <laughs> not that cool, unfortunately, not all over TikTok. <laughs> me neither. Me, me yeah, neither. Um, I know. I know about as much about TikTok as I do about car engines. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Tell, tell, tell our listeners how they can connect. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Frida Polly. Um, you can Google Pemetrics. Uh, you know, you'll get our info there. I mean, there's m multiple ways that people can connect. We're always interested in, you know, hearing from folks. So please don't be shy. Um, shoot us an email. You know, my email is frida.polly at pemetrics.com. So happy to hear from people that way. Um, but we're not, with a name like Frida um, and a last name like Polly, uh, it's not hard to find me and uh, always happy to hear from folks um, about any feedback, that, feedback, uh, questions, comments, concerns, all of the above, uh, send them my way. And you are the first Frida that we've ever had on the HR chat show, by the way. There you go. <laughs> uh, Frida, that just leaves me to say for today, thank you so much for joining thank me you. on this episode of the Absolutely. HR chat show. Thank you so much for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR chat podcast brought to you by the HR Gazette.